Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1. It says, Come, let us return to the Lord, for He has heard us, and He will heal us. He has wounded us, and He will light up our wounds. He will revive us after two days, and on the third day He will raise us up, so we can live in His presence. Let us strive to know the Lord. His appearance is as sure as the dawn, and He will come to us like the rain, like the spring showers that water the land. What am I going to do with you, Ephraim? What am I going to do with you, Judah? Your love is like the morning mist and like the early dew that vanishes. That is why I have used the prophets to cut them down. I have killed them at the words from my mouth. My judgment strikes like lightning, for I desire faithful love and not sacrifice. The knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. The day like Adam is violated in the covenant. There they have betrayed me. Gilead is the sea of evildoers, tracked with bloody footprints, like breakers who wait in ambush for someone. A band of priests murders on the road to Shechem. They commit atrocities. I have seen something horrible in the house of Israel. Ephraim's promiscuity is there, and Israel is defiled. A harvest is appointed for you, Judah. When I return my people from captivity, when I heal Israel, the iniquity of Ephraim and the crimes of Samaria will be exposed. They practice fraud. A thief breaks in. A raiding party pillages outside. But they never consider that I remember all their evil. Now their actions are all around them. They are right in front of my face. They please the king with their evil and their princes with their lies. He follows and commits adultery. They are like an oven heated by a baker who stops stirring the fire from the kneading of the dough until it is leavened. On the day of our king, the princes are sick with the heat of wine. There's a conspiracy of traitors. For they, their hearts like an oven, draw him into their oven. Their anger smolders all night. In the morning, it blazes like a flaming fire. And all of them are as hot as an oven. And they consume their rulers. All their kings fall. Not one of them calls on me. Ephraim has allowed himself to get mixed up with the nations. Ephraim is unturned bread baked on a grill. Foreigners consume his strength, but he does not notice. Even his hair is streaked with grace, but he does not notice. Israel's arrogance testifies against them, yet they do not return to the Lord their God. And for all this, they do not seek him. So Ephraim has become like a filly sent for its dust. They call to Egypt and they go to Assyria. As they are going, I will spread my net over them. I will bring them down like the birds of the sky. I will discipline them in accordance with the leaders of each of their assemblies. Woe to them, for they have fled from me. Destruction to them, for they rebelled against me. Though I want to redeem them, they speak lies against me. They do not cry to me from their hearts. Rather, they wail in their beds. They flash themselves with rage, and you whine when you turn away from me. I trained and strengthened their arms, but they fought evil against me. They turned, but not to what is above. They are like a faulty bow. Their leaders will fall by the sword because of their insolent tongue, and they will be ridiculed for this in the land of Egypt. That is to start off with that. Let's seek the Lord. Let's go to the Lord. And then that's the 
Realize, you know, in 86, that what God said, we're destroyed for lack of knowledge. So what, how do you think that we 
says, I've seen something horrible in the house of Israel. Ephraim's promiscuity is there, and Israel's defiled. The harvest is also pointed for you, Judah. When I return my people from captivity, when I heal Israel, the iniquity of Ephraim and the crimes of Samaria will be exposed, for they practice fraud. A thief breaks in, and a raven breaks in when he's outside. But he says, I have a harvest for you. And that's why God's saying, hey, I have all this stuff. I just can't wait to give it to you. What he's talking about is the harvest of Thank you. 
control within our life. And I don't think I've read even one, one thing that has been entirely completely in our control. We can't keep our cars from breaking down. We can't keep our kids from disobeying. We can't, we can't keep the market continuing to climb up and go in a positive way. We can't get our government to, to do it right. You know, we, what's in our control? Nothing. We're weak without the Lord. That's what he's saying. Our, our, weak, our, our strength is gone. And they don't even realize death is coming because now they're telling us surrounding nations, hey, we don't trust the Lord anymore. And so it becomes weak with the alliances against me. You know what? They have no remorse. They have no repentance. They do not return to the Lord. When you have no remorse and you have no repentance, never in your mind do you ever go, you know what? Maybe I should return to the Lord. Because they do not seek Him. Because they do not care. Without remorse, one does not repent. One still pursues their sin. They do not seek the Lord because their hearts were taught to sin. Without remorse, your heart will continue to be taught to sin. This is what God always teaches us. No redemption. Without remorse, no redemption. Verse 11 says, Ephraim has become like a stony hempen stone. They call it Egypt and they go to Assyria. And as they are going, I will spread my net over them and I will bring them down like the birds of the sky. I will discipline them in accordance with the newness of each of their assemblies. Woe to them, for they have fled from me. Destruction to them, for they have rebelled against me. But I want to redeem them. They speak lies to me. They do not cry to me from their hearts, rather they wail. They blast themselves for grain and new wine, and they turn away from me. Because I trained and strengthened their arms. They fought me to the pit. They turn, but not to what is above. They are like a false heap of oaks, and their leader will fall by the sword because their enemies come and they have deluded the sons of their enemies. So Ephraim has become like a stony dove. Interesting picture there, Lord. Where did you get that one? So a dove doesn't have a nest that has either eggs or chicks in that nest, and it has to protect the mother dove. When a hunter is around, will go and land on the floor and dance around it and wait until it dies. But all that says is there's a nest nearby to it. This is how it says Ephraim is acting. You're going out and you're seeking help surrounding nations. Rather than going to God and saying, this is what you're broadcasting, you're broadcasting your weakness. Their strength always remained in God and His protection over them. That's what the other nations feared. Remember, every time the other nations spoke about Israel, they said, their God fights for them. So when they go to other nations, you know what they're saying? Keep your God from what we're doing to you. So they call it Egypt and they call it Assyria. This is the perfect way to know who he's got their downfall. And God says, I'm going to trap them through their own alliances that they're making. And he says something very dreadful. He says, woe to them. Why? For they fled from me. This happens when we turn from God and never go back to God. When you have no remorse and you don't repent, but you don't seek the Lord, it means the Lord 
judgment. The Lord will not be there to protect you. Why? Because you said so many times, you showed him so many things that I would leave you, push you away.
Thank you. 